Necessarily in that order. No. Is it? Uh, what is this record? Well, we'll get yeah. to that. Okay. I, I've been uh, listening to your podcast. Yeah. I enjoy it. Do you like it? Uh huh. I do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> right. uh, you should know that I, uh, because of your podcast, I am now a monthly SoundCloud subscriber. Oh. Six bucks a month. To be able to yeah. listen offline, so I could this listen a, to it offline. This is fifteen dollars for unlimited minutes. You have to pay fifteen dollars a month to get uh, unlimited minutes of recording for SoundCloud. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. They give you a limit at first. I don't remember how much it was. I, I went way over that, so I, I had to pay more. Yeah, I bet that wasn't cheap. Uh, no, but, um, yeah, it's a monthly thing. But uh, I listened to um, the Kleitch brothers first. They were entertaining. Am I pronouncing that Kleitch? Uh, yeah. I just saw one of them in a car. They, they passed me on the road. What? He passed me on the road in his car. Oh, you mean just on the way over here? Yeah. Oh, I got it. So. I got it. I'm slow. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I want to address a couple of things from your, from previous podcasts. Such Whoa. as, you you said the new Miley Cyrus music is terrible. It is. And you're talking about the song Malibu, right? No. Which song are you talking about? Uh... Bangers record. Okay. Well, the one after that. I had the displeasure of recently of watching her new video for Malibu. Yeah. And both the song and the video were not good. But I wasn't a fan of her to, hers to begin with. No. So, but I'm re- really don't like her now. It's awful. No offense. <laughs> She's listening, right? No offense. I hope so. Ms. Cyrus. And there was something else, but I forgot. I hope she's listening. Uh, yeah, this, this goes out to everybody. <laughs> I have a very large audience. Yeah, well. I don't. Um, mainly Little I have Rock. have one of these mics. Um, you yeah, have one of these mics. Good microphone. Snowball. Records stuff. Yeah, it does. Distortion. Yeah, it does. You think? Maybe. Yeah. Do it with one of my calluses. You've been in a lot of bands. What was your first band like? First band I was in was called Mouthful of Taco. Oh, wow. Um, High school band. I didn't know what a bass guitar was. Oh. 
they told me play this instrument and I said it's only got four strings what is this bass I was like I don't understand what you mean yeah and then I figured it out oh. but uh that was the first band I was in well that was the first band I was in with four members I, w I had been playing with my buddy Clay Clay Bell before that it was an acoustic duo so you knew how to play guitar. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I taught myself. I, I tried to take lessons for about a month, and I just couldn't. It was just boring. Yeah. No offense to to Ray Bell, another guy. He wasn't him. It was the the songs I have you playing. You know, dopey little quarter note, eighth note songs. I had, I had just. I got an acoustic guitar at a, at a uh, yard sale for 15 bucks and bought a, bought a chord wow. book and just thought, I'll just, just teach myself. I have a chord book that I don't use. <laughs> you play bass though, right? Yeah, and guitar. Um, well, I don't read it anymore, sort of me. You, you don't what? Oh, nope. the chord book? I, I read it a long time ago. Yeah, I had, did you have one of the really thick ones with all the yeah. different diminished chords and all that stuff? Yeah, a lot of yeah. um, articles in there and just all the chords. And, um, a lot of pictures of people playing guitar. How long have you been uh, playing music? Uh, <clears throat> I guess since I was 14. And you're like, uh, like I'm, 23 I'm now? 34. 34, get oh, out. Get out. It can't be that long. 34, so you were born in 96? No. No? I'm not good at math. 83. 83. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm old. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, you're not old. Am I old? No. Did you record songs with a mouth full of taco? No like, and with, no. With taco in your mouth? No, no and no. No. No, no to both of those <laughs> potential <laughs> questions. No. Did you guys play any shows? We did. We played at Vino's oh. back in the day. Yeah. It was high school band, so all of our friends were there because of Vino's. I mean, they could get in there. Yeah. It was fun. What year was this? 1989 or something oh, like that. Really? 1990. Wow. Before you were born. Yeah, I was. I was in kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah. No child. Um. So, what made you want to be a rock star, or whatever you call yourself? Well. <laughs> you consider yourself a rock star? No, I don't. No. Um, I've never really liked that part of it. I just like, well, like, <clears throat> I never used to, I didn't like, I didn't used to like music when I was a little kid. Oh. I didn't give a shit about music. And I was in third grade, and they came in, like, the, this little, I went to school in this little tiny town, 400 people, Danforth, Illinois. And uh, 
I'm from Illinois, from Chicago area. And uh, they came and got my entire third grade class. The, the music department took us all down to the auditorium for, and we're pitch, checking our pitch. They brought the, it was, I don't know, 20, 20, 30 kids. And they'd bring us on stage and the music director would play two notes. And if you could tell him which note was higher and which one was lower, you went over to the right side of the stage. If you couldn't, you went and took your seat again. So they tested all of us. Tone deaf? Hmm? Is it for tone deaf? They were testing for people that didn't have any yeah. tone, yeah. And I was the last kid on stage. They, they couldn't stump me. I got all, all the notes right or whatever. And then the next thing I knew, they stuck a French horn in my hand and said, you play French horn now. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to play French horn. And I went home and was like, I'm not practicing this shit. I don't care about French horn. And like, I was in band for six months and they were like, you're terrible. Get out. Oh. I was like, okay, good. I'm going to go back to playing sports. Yeah. And then uh, <clears throat> when I was older, we moved down to Little Rock and uh, I wanted to get a, an electric guitar because I wanted girls to like me. So I got an electric guitar from Sears or something. Cost nothing. It was cheap by any any age standards. And uh, one day this dude, friend of my dad's, was over. They were watching movies or whatever, and he came into my room and saw that my guitar, but I, which I couldn't play. It was just there looking like a guitar. He picked it up and says, oh, let me see your guitar. He just started wailing on it right in front of me played really well and I was like cool and I remember thinking I'm not gonna let some old bastard play better than me so I, that's when I started learning how to play it <laughs> like you're not gonna play my guitar better than me no the rest is history no no it's, no no history would mean that people care um no. the, 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 then I got that acoustic guitar I was telling you about it at a state sale and started writing songs because oh. I thought well, I'll just write songs and then a friend of mine one summer had a <clears throat> eight track, like a home studio. He let me borrow for the whole summer. So I wrote and released an album, originals, that I called Fish, P-H-I-S-C-H-E. And I, before I've ever heard of the band Fish, right. I, don't, I guess they were around then. I don't know. That was like 88. Yeah. They must have been around. They've been around. Yeah. But I didn't know who they were, and I don't care for them. But uh, it's all right. I mean, they're good at what they do but uh that was it once i once i realized that you could rec record and release your own albums i was like well that's that's what i'm gonna do in high school i got for whatever all the money i got at graduation went and bought my own recording studio little yamaha mt 102 and just recorded like hours and hours of songs and demos yeah and then those i was in this band those demos my, me and my buddy Clay learned, and and those became uh, some of the songs from my band Techno Squid Eats Parliament's first record. Yeah. yeah. I've heard you talk about that band before. That's yeah, sort of history, I guess, a little oh. bit. I'm not familiar with them. I'm familiar with your other band. Um, what bands are you in now? I already know, but. Other people. <laughs> well, let's just have it be our secret then. Don't yeah. tell them. Um, what are you doing music-wise now? <clears throat> excuse me. Music-wise now, um, my, ba my band that I started is called The Dangerous Idiots. 
and we we play around the south and release albums. We're about to release a new one this summer, fall. And I'm in this other band that doesn't doesn't really pr play as much anymore, but we used to. We're, we're trying to do some new stuff. It's called Duxternaut. Yeah. You guys opened for Primus. No, but that's but sure, sure no. we did. Yeah, why not? I saw you on the show. <laughs> we no. no, we didn't open for Primus. No, no, but you're gonna edit that part out where I say we didn't. No. I thought I said that on Facebook. No, but might have said we want to. I've opened for a lot of bands. Yeah. I'll I'll list them now. Yeah. Alex Jilton, Cracker, Band of Blue Ox, Cheap Trick. Members of the Pixies, yeah. Dash Riprock, oh my god, Meat yeah. Puppets, but not Primus. No. Our Duxtronaut's bass player, a really great bass player named Matt Rakes, he would he would have loved it if we opened for Primus. He's a big Primus fan. I, I would have too. Primus, Primus is good <laughs> shit. <laughs> They're amazing. Yep. Oh. Uh, got me through a lot of high school years so I've seen the dangerous idiots and, uh, I hope it was a good show it was it was oh, good. really good good it was, it was here it was at the joint usually we're pretty good sometimes yeah. we're real good sometimes we're we have off nights, like no. anything. Yeah. And most, and most of the time, it's my fault right. Right. that we're off. Are you recording a new record right now? Yes, we are. Yeah. I'm nodding for the listeners at home. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. We got one song that's currently being mixed right now. And then six more that I'm finishing up guitars on and vocals. So yeah, it'll be eight songs. Yeah, that's good. Oh. I'll be pleased with it. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Sell a lot of records and uh, <clears throat> play a lot of shows. Um, I order the, the, the idiots. We order our CDs in batches of a hundred, yeah. and Duxnot too. And uh, we, I wait till those hundred sell out before I reorder. So the idiots. Good idea. Yeah, I don't want to be stuck with a bunch of records. <laughs> but the idiots has sold hundreds of records. Yeah. Anyway. And a lot of a lot of downloads for the role model song. Titties had some downloads. I forget what. Sad had some downloads, which is weird because it's sad. And it's the name. Yeah, it's the saddest song I ever wrote. I mean, I, I got done writing it, and tears streaming down my face, and I was like, "Well, that's sad." <laughs> I was like, my sense of humor kicked in. I was like, "Well, I guess I'll name it that." Yeah. Oh. Where can you listen to your music? Well, the easiest nexus point for any person that's listening that would like to check it out is to go to dangerousidiots.com. Yeah. 
or thedangerousidiots.com. I bought them both, and you can figure out how to hear it on there. Oh, hey. Or iTunes if you like that, but you can only listen to a few seconds at a time. Oh. On iTunes, Bandcamp you can go there. But you have to buy it to listen to the whole song. On iTunes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Bandcamp they'll let you listen to it. Yeah. The whole thing. What got you into stand-up comedy? Well, um, I've been doing stand-up. The first time I ever performed stand-up at an actual comedy club was 2008. 2008. But before, which I know was before you were born, but uh, yeah. it was a uh, it was a different time. George W. Bush was in office. Barack Obama was a young senator. Um, the reason I did did stand up, that tried stand up, was because I was, I, I just was always like like I've been I, I I've toured all over the country with the old man Techno Squid eats Parliament. We were on um, Ardent Records. I don't know if you've ever heard of Ardent Records, but they were big in the big in the day, and then they had a re a reissue. They had a, like a a reemergence in the '90s, and so they were giving people money to sign with them and tour, and so. We did. I was cracking jokes in between songs. Just that's what I do. Um, and just nothing. I, nothing that I, I, I like that I wrote. That I sat down and wrote. Like I'm gonna say this and it's gonna be fun. It was just stuff that was coming to me between songs. And sometimes there were jokes were would kill. Like we played at the at the Memphis Hat Shell. We opened for the Farm. It was 3,000 people, and I, the first time I made a joke that clicked with, like, a large number of people was, we played a song, and I said, uh, that song is short, but it's thick. <laughs> like, 2,000 people laughed at that, and that was the first time where I was like, oh, man, I should, I should just do some stand-up. But that was uh, fucking 10... Let's see. I was like 94, so six, 14 years before I actually did stand up. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you go? For, where Where did you do your first stand up? Louis Ben, Little Rock. Louis Ben. Is that for me? Was, I told him I'd be with you. That was a friend of mine who also has a podcast. Is his live now too? No, his podcast about linguistics. Oh, it's my favorite dish. Oh yeah, with marinara sauce. Pretty interesting. Actually, uh, I really I'm a fan of linguistics. Yeah, I was on there. What's the podcast? Let's talk talk. Oh, who's who is it? Seth Wilson. Okay. Yeah. Is he from here? Yeah. Okay, I'll check it out. It must be on SoundCloud. It's on iTunes, too. It's on iTunes? Yeah, because he's better at that than me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what was your last thing you said? Oh, yeah. Where did you perform your stand-up? Oh, first? yeah. Looney Ben. Oh, Looney Ben. And I used to... I would write... Uh, like, I started off just writing comedy pieces. I mean... Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, long... 
Well, five minutes, because open mic. That's all you have. Yeah. Five minutes. Like, just random stories, that things that, that, I, that I'd done, random things I'd made up, and just started doing. I did it for three or four times, and then I wrote, and then I wrote Penis Tsunami, and did that the first time yeah. in February of 2008. So I guess 2007, late 2007 would be when I first did it. So can you talk about Penis Tsunami for a little bit? Like, what's, how'd you come up with that song? Same way I come with all my songs. They're just in there until I until they just come out. I, I uh, there, there was no rhyme or reason to it. I just picked up a guitar and started singing. And that's what came out. Same thing. That song. I don't know if you know the idiot song "Role Model." Yeah, I've heard that. It's song. same thing with that. It just, I mean, I wrote that that song in however long it is, three minutes. It just all came out just like that. And then I'd go back and and analyze the lyrics and make sure that they would would fit the stanzas and I wasn't trying to sing too many syllables in the wrong place or anything like that. But yeah, Pini Tsunami just... I, I had a weird upbringing, so it, there's a lot of very bizarre and not at all, um, you know, not at all safe for work thoughts in my head. Yeah. Just... Which you wouldn't know from talking to me, because why would I all of a sudden start talking about some of the crazy, stupid shit that's in my head? Who cares, I, right? I don't know. It, there's a place for it. It, go, it goes in front of an audience, so I just save it for there. Yeah. But did you, were you like, well, I'm going to write a funny song now? Or did you have that in, in mm. your head? Like, it was, um, <clears throat> no, my... Uh, when I, after after the Techno Squid days, I, I got pissed off at the music industry and sold all, everything. Sold all my guitars, sold all my amps. I just walked away from it because it's just, I just can't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't like all the assholes and dickheads that were in the entertainment industry. They're just self-absorbed shitheads and nobody wants to help anybody and, and everybody's trying to screw you and it just really didn't. So I just was like, fuck all that, and walked away from it. And then I went to nursing school, married my wife, Sarah. Yeah, I'm a nurse. I don't practice as a nurse, but I'm a nurse. I thought about doing that before. Um, Nursing school? Yeah. Do you have a problem with gore? No. Do you have a problem with death? No. Fit right in? Yeah. Um, I used to go out with a nurse. Oh. Oh. School. Uh, but I, I, I was in nursing school and uh, I couldn't smoke pot. Yeah. Because they would find out, and I needed it was really yeah, that's stressful. What she told me. And so yeah. I bought a ukulele yeah. to just do like random drug tests mm-hmm. like all the time. It's really stressful, and I didn't want to get. I mean, I, we spent thousands of dollars on school. And I didn't want to get kicked out for smoking pot. So. Yeah. I bought, I told my wife, I was like, I'm buying a ukulele just so I can have something to vent my stress. And when I had that ukulele, I wrote, sad, penis tsunami, role model, titty, a bunch of songs just poured out of me. It was after, right after my mom had died and uh, just it's all this pent up um, energy and all this, this pent up thoughts just poured out into song form. 
I mean, I didn't sit down to try to write a funny song. I didn't sit down to write a sad song. I just picked up the ukulele, had a notebook and some vodka, and just started writing. And that's what came out. Do you ever perform those songs with a ukulele? I sold the ukulele. Oh, man. Yeah. I did, there, I did perform Penis Tsunami with a ukulele, because at the time, I was like, fat guy with a ukulele, that's gold. Yeah. It's just perfect. But then... It wasn't loud enough for no. for because I'm not I'm a, when I'm doing stand up I'm not miking the instrument it's not about the instrument it's about the thoughts yeah. so a guitar just fit better. I've yeah I've done some funny songs and I've I've realized uh, yeah I, I can't pick up my guitar at all like they'll pick up my voice but I won't pick up my guitar because I have I have videos of me playing. It's like people are like, we can't hear you playing guitar and stuff. It's like, can you really even play guitar? <laughs> I get that. I get that question a lot. It's like, yeah, I, I can. It's just, What's your preferred style of playing? Do you strumming or finger picking or both? I, I just it's mainly just strumming it. I play a. You ever seen a dulcimer? Lap yeah, dulcimer? I play that. I play one of those. I run it through my amp and it's got like a nice delay on it, so oh, it sounds really? kind of spacey. Mm hmm. Good. I've been trying to do. I've, I've been writing a lot of. Because there's something about that Zach Galifianakis kind of a thing where you're playing an instrument and it's pretty. Or Stephen Stephen Wright did. I, I know you like Stephen Wright. Yeah. He, he did the song Rachel. Yeah. Rachel Deer. Because I used to have. I, yeah. I have a pony. Hey, Rachel. Having sex with Rachel was amazing. Yeah. Something about three throw frisbees around the room. Oh, man. But like, there's something about that playing something really beautiful, and then saying awful things on top of it that I like. Yeah. So I'm trying to find a way to bring my dulcimer into the, to the act, but it's it's just it's not as simple as just bringing a guitar out or or ukulele because it's like it has a stand and you got to plug in an amp. It's the whole thing. Not conducive for trying out it when I have five minutes. Yeah. So, since you're a filmmaker, mm-hmm. You've made a movie, right? More than one. Uh, made. What the one I know of involves a cat being uh, raped or something. <laughs> did you Did you see it? <laughs> no. Oh man, that's what's that's what's missing in your life. Come on. Yeah, it's okay. It's called Kitty's Very Special Day. Yeah. And it was me and my buddy Rusty. We're sitting around one afternoon, and somebody said, "Hey, let's make a movie." And someone else said, "Let's make one where we rape your cat." <laughs> okay. And like, all right. And so I shot it. Rusty started it, and my cat, Ajax, and Rusty started it, and, and just through, you know, but the cat was not actually raped. I mean, I should be clear about that. Yeah. We, nobody actually raped the cat. But, uh, yeah, made that, edited it, and made, shot it, edited it, and air quotes released it in 24 hours, and we set it to... Uh, the song, if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. 
as a person would. And uh, they also, they, the Dangerous Idiots, we did a, a concert film live at the legendary Whitewater Tavern. And I directed that. I didn't shoot that. I was wise enough to hire people to shoot that because I was playing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. How long is that uh, show? Set or something? The live at the date yeah. at the Whitewater. It's um, the credits and everything. It's sixty-one minutes, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's really. I mean, it's it's really good. I, I'm not trying to talk about the music or whatever, but I mean the the the, yeah. the, 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 the dudes that shot it really they, they color balanced everything. It really looks really good. And then Jason Tedford, the inimitable Jason Tedford. Recorded the audio, so it sounds good. So. Uh, where can you watch that? Uh, <clears throat> we released it on DVD. Um, it's not currently online anywhere. I was going to see if I could put it on Netflix, but it's like $1,100 oh, really? to, to put a film on Netflix. Yeah, and it's like, mm, I'll just sell some more DVDs first. <laughs> we'll work up to that. My dad is... Trying to produce a movie right now um, in uh, Nevada. He's trying to get uh, Danny Trejo in the movie. I love Danny Trejo. Um, What's the what? Uh, he's trying to direct it, or he's, he's producing it. Okay. Putting some money toward the it. The money. Okay. But, um, who's the who? What's I mean? Who? Who's the? Who are the filmmakers? Uh, I really don't. Um, I really don't know whole lot about it. Um, this young up-and-comer named David O. Russell, he's done a few movies. Have you heard of him? No, it's, uh, it's nobody I know. Um, I was supposed to go out there like have a small scene of just doing stand-up comedy. But, uh, uh, I'm going out there like September to Nevada. Uh, they're like a post-apocalyptic movie. Uh, Man, I hope you hope you can get Danny Trejo. Yeah. I've been a fan of Danny Trejo since Heat. Maybe this first thing I saw him in. Yeah. Or from Dust Till Dawn, I forget. Dude's the dude's awesome. Yeah, this is one of my favorite. This is one of my dad's favorite movies. Heat. So I, I know all about that. Have you Have you seen it? I think I have. It's been a while. It's kind. Of, it's. I wrote a review of it for this magazine I used to write for, and it. It's. Uh, it was. It's kind of a little dated now, but Michael Mann made some good, yeah. good damn movies. Uh, like the Heat Collaterals. Collateral was really good. Really good. I can't remember anything else he did. Michael Mann, uh, Thief was good with James Caan. He did. He was involved in Miami Vice, the TV show, somehow. Uh, and then he made the Miami Vice movie, which I didn't like, but maybe maybe it's good. I just didn't like it. And then Heat, and then Collateral, and The Insider from 1999. Oh, 
That's one of his best movies. Al Pacino and Russell Crowe. Really good. I'm a film. I like movies. I do too. Yeah, you you were talking about a movie on one of your on one of the podcasts I listened to. Yeah, I forgot what it, what it was. I dis I disagreed with you on whether or not I, I liked it. Oh. I don't remember the movie. I wanted to talk about it with you, but I forgot. I like a lot of bad movies. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> so. I watch shows all the time. What's your favorite bad movie? Oh, like really or, bad. Or no, just name some that you like. Oh, there's one that uh, I keep going back and forth on if I like it or not. Um, Surf Nazis Must Die. I haven't seen it. Okay, haven't I haven't seen, seen that. Seen it. No. It's, Is it Ewe Bowl by chance? No. Okay. It's a trauma movie. Oh, I know. Trauma, um... So, this is really Bill Kaufman, right? Yeah. Yeah, I read his book. Yeah. Uh, Make Your Own Damn Movie. Yeah. He's great. It's like these... Uh, Neo-Nazi surfers. They kill this um, black teenager. And then his grandmother goes after them and kills them all. I'm <laughs> just... The grandmother goes off after the the Nazis, the neo Nazis, yeah. and kills them all. <laughs> so, just, kind of got like a Pam Greer coffee kind of a vibe to it. It's interesting. Okay, is, is it Philip Kaufman? Did I get his name right? Oh, Lloyd Kaufman. Lloyd Kaufman. That's right. It's not made by him though. It's a, it's a different person. But it's his company. Yeah. Trauma. Did you see the Toxic Avenger movies? Yeah. They. I, I, I tried to get through one of them. Couldn't get through one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I got through it. I should, Three I should is say. really good. I only saw the first one. Uh, the first one's good. The second one is terrible. It's just, I, I watched it after I read his book. When I read how he makes his movies. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's, I gotta see that. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's, I mean, it's, it's, they're funny. It's funny, for sure. Yeah. They're, they're interesting. Um, I really like the third one, though. Uh, what? Uh, okay. Last really? Temptation of Toxie. Is that really what it's called? <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll look at it. I'll watch it. Is it by chance on Netflix? It was. I don't know if no it's on there anymore. Most of the trauma movies are on YouTube now. Okay. Like, um, have you heard of Jeff Town? Mm-mm. It's a movie about this kid who has Down syndrome. Well, he's, he's like 40 years old. But, um, but he, he just he works at a movie theater and like the whole town knows him. It's pretty much about him. It's like an hour. That's also a trauma movie. Really? But it's a, it's a documentary. Oh, it's, oh, really? Yeah. So it's, Jeff Town? Yeah. One word? Yeah. Okay. Pretty good. So, it's, uh, it's time to come. It's time to find out uh, what's your favorite board game. Okay, well, we'll get to this then.
looking for? This is this is a gift I brought you. What is this? This is a my, one of my bands that I've been in. Slept. Right. We did a split seven inch with a band from this is Boston, a band called the Doozies. Uh -huh. And so what we decided we would do is we would make the fold out cover be an actually playable board game. What? Yep. So there's the rules. Oh, That's wow. how you play it. And it's it's the, the rules are very simple. It's life in a touring band. So oh. it's kinda like a shoots and ladders kind of a board. You see with the and our, our drummer drew this. I didn't draw this. We we all came up with the jokes, but the drummer drew all this. Philip Wallet, really great artist. So yeah, life on the road with a touring band. This is my favorite board game because I was involved in making it. But my favorite board game that I was not involved in making <laughs> probably uh, Risk. Oh yeah. Really, really enjoy Risk. I like Risk. And I, I can never find anybody to for you, sir. Thank you. I can never. Yeah, check out the music Very so you cool. can like it. Two songs by Slip, one by yeah. Doozies. They were a great band, Doozies. Um, I can never find nobody ever wants to play Risk. No, it takes too long. It takes it's long and real competitive. Yeah, I think we, I think me and my brothers, uh, two brothers, we did like eight and a half hours. <laughs> we tried to do a whole game. God, that's it's crazy. Scrabble's good. Yeah, Scrabble's awesome. So I like words. Like to make words. <laughs> Language is one of the best things we ever came up with yeah. as a species. That, space travel, and the internet. Yeah. Boats, pasteurization. NASA. I mean, let's 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 discuss the NASA. things that are really great that humans have done. Oh, pasteurization of food. Bananas. <laughs> Indoor plumbing. <laughs> Banana husbandry. Yeah. Language. Oh. Space travel. Ocean travel. Bread. Internet. Bread. Bread. Were you, were you, <laughs> talking? You were talking about bread on a recent what? episode. Pizza, pizza dough. Yeah. And you, you were. Pizza, like, why does pizza dough? Why does it seem to amaze you? Because it just comes from nothing, you know. Just, what, you mean like? What do you mean it comes from nothing? It's just like. Power. It's like, how does that make, how does that form into, into something? Water. And love. Don't forget love. <laughs> does that make anything? <laughs> the first time they tried to make pizza dough without love, yeah. it didn't work. You know that. Yeah. Oh. Isn't that like damn good pies or something? All their pizzas made with love. Maybe. Damn good pies is fucking good pizza. It's amazing. Shit, yeah. Good stuff. Stuffy crust, pink sauce. Have you been to Hideaway Pizza? Mm -mm. It's my new favorite pizza place. Where is it at? Where's it located? It's on Warden Road. It's it's new. Warden Road. Yeah. Help me out. Uh, that's where the mall is. Which mall? Uh, McCain Mall. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Chewies. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Warden Road. Okay, okay, okay. Um, hideaway pizza. No. It's good. What's What's good about it? Yeah. Lots of different choices, or it's good crust is like the vegetarian pizzas are really good. Do you Are you a vegetarian? No. Oh. I am when it's pizza. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I like pepperoni pizza though a lot. Pepperoni's pretty delicious. Yeah. I don't eat it, but it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'll check that out actually. Yeah. I'm always looking for a good pizza. Yeah. We're playing the Dangerous Eats is playing Bearsden Pizza Tuesday. Hey. We get a free pizza when we play there. So, so I'm happy about that. You have any anything you want to promote? Sure. Um, because I want Miley, Miley Cyrus to hear about this. Yeah. Because so, so she can know that what she's doing is bullshit. And really, this is how you make it. This is how I make music. Um, yeah. I'm at home editing. <clears throat> I'm gonna be putting out my first comedy EP from all these different. Oh, really? I compiled a bunch of different recordings. Some of them. I mean, I, I try to record all of my performances, stand up on my phone and 10% of them sound good you know the rest of them just sound like garbled crap so I've cut and spliced performance from the World Series of Comedy both both the uh, semifinals and the finals and then a show at the joint a show in high tone in Memphis that's all of them and I'm gonna put it out this summer because I want to Excuse me. And, uh, yeah, because I, I don't know. I just, I'm a fan of putting out material. Just, just, I don't, like one of my favorite bands of all time was the Grifters. You ever hear of them from Memphis? The whole lo-fi movement from the 90s. They would just record on a, it sounded like they were recording in a fuck, in a trash can. It just sounded terrible, but they'd put it out anyway. And so as a listener, you'd, You'd listen to it and you'd, you'd like, I would filter out the poor recording quality just to hear the music. And it really became some of my favorite music of all time, the Grifters. And uh, so I, that's that's my, like, when I think of, like, what's the threshold for which I would release something, the film quality has to be better than John Waters. <laughs> it's like, hey, it's better than Pink Flamingos. Let's put it out. Or the audio has to be as good as the Grifters are better, because they would record a four-piece band in like a stone room on a four-track, and it, so that's my criteria. So uh, everything I got, all the all the jokes I got, sound better than that. So it's like I'm gonna put them out. Why not? Put it on yeah. iTunes. Put it out. So I'm gonna put that out this summer. I'm calling it. Uh, I look like this. And then the Dangerous Idiots has a new album coming out summer fall but as far as promoting something coming up soon yeah so this will this podcast will be out probably tomorrow yeah tomorrow next day Tuesday June 6th if you're in Conway go to Bears Inn Pizza Friday July Friday June 16th if you're in Memphis go to Blue Monkey Midtown Dangerous City it's just playing both of those places and go to IamAaronSarlo.com and look what I do there's Writings I've done, I've written for the Arkansas Times, Democrat Gazette, Instant Magazine. I put all of my stuff there. I just wanted to like, I used to own AaronSarlo.com, 
and then I, I let it lapse. And then the next time I went to go, like, oh, I'll go re-up that, it was like, $2,000, please. I'm like, oh, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that web address anymore. No. So I was like, well, I'll just do I am Aaron Sarlo, because everyone else does I am so-and-so. It's like, okay. Yeah. So that's why I have that. So, yeah, go to IamAaronSarlo.com or TheDangerousIdiots.com and be my friend and look up stuff that I do. I would like it very much if you would do that. Please do that, please. So, oh, my, lip, my lips touch your microphone. That's okay. That's, no, I mean, where's this microphone been? Uh, just in my hand. <laughs> that's my the backpack. Okay, fine. So. <laughs> that's fine. I trust your hands in your backpack. <laughs> I like your shirt, by the way. Thanks. Number of hours I spent playing in it, N64. Oh, it's too many. Oh. So when you're, uh, you're making that comedy EP, are you taking uh, a whole chunk of your... Uh, are, are you taking a whole chunk of five minutes and then adding another five minutes? Or are you taking each joke... No, I, uh, I, I just took, I didn't break it down by joke, I broke it down by whether or not I repeated the material, if it was a different, ver- I, I took, picked the best version of the joke yeah. that I had recorded, and that was what I'm, that's, that's that joke, and so sometimes there'd be another joke tagged at the beginning of it, like a little off, uh, like a, a like the, I, I look like this was something I just said. That's all we do just, I'd pull it out of my ass. And it's at the beginning of the thing about how I had gay parents. So it's it's just one chunk. And uh, so no, yeah, I just um, I, I, I put the entire 15-minute thing that I did into uh, Audacity or GarageBand or Pro Tools, depending on which which I want to edit with and just find the piece that I want. It's usually about two, three minutes. And I clip it out and I set it over here to the side and then I do the next, you know, the next 15 minute thing I did, load it all up. And then when I have all the different segments, put them all together and then I listen to the different quality of the audio and I try to approximate the equalization so they, it sort of sounds similar to each other. I mean, I've listened to a lot of, I mean, I've. I've been a huge stand-up fan forever. And this is why I was so interested in getting a hold of everybody's podcast from around town. Because, I mean, I've, I've absorbed all of the... Every comic that I can think of looking up that I like. I mean, did you, for as far as my tastes in comics, they, they just can't be too unknown or too eclectic or too... Or, or, or they can't be too small for me. Because I just... I want to hear what is funny right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I used to really, until he died, until 2008, George Carlin was my favorite, because he was great. And then he died, and I I was like, well, his material is going to start to get old. Culture moves past that stuff, and so then I started finding um, Kyle Kinane, Rory Scoville is probably my favorite right now. Uh, Fuck. Uh, um, White Chocolate Guy. Uh, Ron Funches. No, he's hilarious. No, white chocolate guy. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking because I'm thinking of Kumail Nanjiani. Nanjiani. Yeah. It's on him. It's uh, Hari Kondabolu. Hari Kondabolu. 
like, uh, I don't know God, uh, James, James Adomian, um, I just, just, I mean, so when I, when I was like, well, I got to hear, this is when I, when I started getting, I mean, I had a baby, um, in 2016, the beginning of 2016, and I just took off the whole year. Like, Jake, my bass player that I play with in the Idiots, was complaining recently. He was like, you know how many shows we played in 2014? I was like, no. He goes, 90, 90-something. 90 I was like, oh, that's a lot. He goes, you know how many played in 2015? I was like, no, how many? 80 such and such. Like, oh, that's a lot. You know how many we played in 2016, the year that I was with my baby? I was like, how many? He goes, 15. <laughs> he was like, I used to pay for my vacations with our shows. Could you book some more shows, please? I was like, oh. Sorry, man, yeah. So I didn't do any stand-up from October 2015 to World Series of Comedy in April. I just was spending time with my kid. Yeah. And, uh, but I didn't stop listening to stand-up. I mean, it's, I mean, I, the, the connection, people like to, people like to say that, that musical comedy is separate from, from stand-up. And I, and I understand, I understand that argument. And I, part of me agrees with it. But as a musician and a comedian, I mean, the, the beats are so similar. <laughs> They're so similar. I mean, you're appealing to an, emo on a, to an emotional level on people. You're, you're trying to do it in just a few minutes. You're trying to communicate a concept that's universal. I mean, it's, the, the similarities are, are really pretty obvious to me anyway. I mean, I could be, I could be wrong. I'm wrong about a lot of shit. But that's why I'm so obsessed with stand-up. It's because I like doing it, but I also really like to hear what's funny right now. You know what I mean? I can give you some albums <laughs> that I think are really good. Let's hear them. Uh, Secret Unicorn by Andy Erickson. I don't know that one. She was on uh, Last Comic Standing. Okay. She was on there. She got second place. Who won? Was it... Ralphie May or uh, well, this there's last year. Is that show still on? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Excuse me. Oh. Andy Erickson, A and D I. A and D Y. Andy Y. Erickson. Erickson. Okay. What else? Uh, I saw a guy named Brett Terhune. Uh, his album is Mr. Turkey. Okay. That's what. He, was, he used to be a substitute teacher. They would tell the kids his name, and they would just call him Mr. Turkey. Okay. <laughs> That's a good album. Um, I really like Dusty Slay. He's from uh, Nashville. He's got two albums out. Son of a Ditch. And uh, Making That Fudge. Okay. Could you send these to me? So I can look them up? Yeah. I mean, I don't mean like Carrier Pigeon, I mean like Facebook. Yeah, they're all on iTunes. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Alright. Take that, bro. The new Dusty Slay album, Son of a Ditch, is on YouTube. Wow. Yeah. Dusty Turkey Slade, S L A D. Dusty Slade. 
S L Y S L A Y. Okay. Uh, Andy Erickson? Yeah. And who's that? Uh, Brett Terhune. Spelled T E R H U N E. I'm totally going to look that up. Yeah. Send me, if you think of any others, send them to me. I, I, I want to hear them. Oh. You know who Baron Vaughn is? Mm -hmm. The new voice of uh, Tom Servo. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he's a new voice. Him of Tom and, uh, oh, who's the other one? Crow. No, who's the main guy? I, he was another comedian I like. Jonah. Uh, Jonah Ray. Jonah Ray. He's also pretty funny. Yeah, anything else you want to say? No, people need people no. have lives. Let's let them get back to their lives. No, okay. <laughs> All right. Thank, thank you for having me on, yeah. your, on your show. I appreciate it. No problem. Are we still recording? Are we are we about to get out of here? Yeah. Did you have some final words you needed to say? No. We're just. That's not your final thoughts. What Jerry Springer used to say? That's not Jerry Springer. That's uh, that's what's his face, uh, Chris Chris uh, Hardwick. Yeah, he does say that. Yeah. Jerry Springer said other stuff. Yeah, Jerry Springer's final thoughts. I don't remember. <laughs> that's, that's okay. All right. Uh, uh, thanks for being on the show. Uh, it's been a great episode been a lot of fun. Right. I appreciate you letting me do this without pants on. That's kind of my thing. Yeah. I mean... I'm, I'm not wearing any clothes. It's a... It's, <laughs> it's a real comfortable <laughs> environment here at the joint. It's great. 